Uh, so guys, here there's some uh, flooding in Seattle because of the the king tide. You guys, you guys catch that? Did you catch that news? Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Park is flooded like currently right now. Yeah. Yeah, from the the king the king of tides. I I know what that is, so I don't need an explanation. <laughs> I'm very familiar <laughs> with the king tide. Well, as a man um, of the sea, uh, I also am. So yeah. yeah. It, Totally. I, I definitely know what a king tide is. I, I don't need an explainer. Yeah, no. But maybe for our audience, uh, may, maybe they are confused. Let's what a king spell tide it out is. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I just dropped. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to get this thing I just dropped, yeah. Greg. So you should here, probably let, explain let it me, while I'm getting that. Let me help you, Brian, here. Yeah, I need to help you <laughs> yeah. with that We're thing. We're both going to go down and that get, you just get, dropped. take out this thing yeah. I just dropped. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Greg, you just take over for yeah. me. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. A king tide... I mean, it's like it says, it's the king of tides. It's just the, it's a big tide. Damn. <laughs> it's like as if uh, Nick Nolte was promoted from Prince of Tides. To tides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just a big tide. Yeah. It, it went All high. Right. The water go high. Water go high. Why yeah. is it only in South Park then? Is it like? Uh, the, the South Park's on the river on the Duwamish. Yeah, okay. The Duwamish is also high right now. And South Park's low on the river. And so like combined the, a lot of rainfall with uh so high river probably all already flooded you know storm drain system and yeah, yeah the king tide just uh high river plus king tide brought it up over the roads yeah, yeah and all the ground is all soaked through now too so nothing's getting absorbed right all the water's sitting on top and uh yeah i mean this, this king tide sounds like a menace though some sort of annual semi-annual menace yeah it happens a couple times a year um, uh but like yeah, some you know places sometimes flood. Uh, I, you gotta wonder like, is this just the beginning? Like over the next century of like uh, the slow great second great flood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, I'm sure as sea levels rise, the king tide will you know uh, subside, right? Uh, what we should do is actually push the Earth further from the moon to resolve mm. this tide issue. Yeah. You know, I think that's what Bill Gates's plan was. Yeah, like first was like blocking out the sun, and now it's like pushing the Earth far away from the Moon. Oh, dude, yeah, that, it's no, about the King Tide. Guys, you're not thinking tide. big enough. Yeah, no, that is the answer though. To like, you know, for the swing in tides is like, um, you know, ten to twenty feet anywhere. Sometimes you know, it depends on the conditions, like how uh, uh, deep shit is. Like the shallower something is, probably like often the more, uh, the higher your swing and tide will be, um, or just like the farther out the water will go at a low tide. But like, if you're only talking about like a few inches of sea level rise over the next century, like really it's only at the higher tides that you're going to see flooding. Like if everything is built now to like mostly withstand like king tides or the hot, maybe not the king tide, but like you get a little flooding, but like, the other high tides, like the 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 sea walls around cities, like keep it back. Like what that means is, as sea re level goes up, it's really just on these highest tides, and then really the king tides that you're going to have these floods that'll like slowly like degrade uh, cities and just like wear down, you know, uh, trillions of dollars in infrastructure as it floods twice a year, more and more often, higher and higher as time goes on. But there it is, right there. Like if there were no tides wouldn't be a problem mm, like you wouldn't yeah. have the low tide anymore but you'd have you know a steady sea level well with tons of room for sea level rise mm -hmm. all we got to do 
is blow up the moon. <laughs> Get rid of the moon. I've been saying this forever. Uh, Terrible to photograph. Like you look yeah. at the moon, it's beautiful, and then you you know take a photo of it, and it just looks like a speck. Yeah, know? it's always like mid at best. Yeah, you take a photo of it. Yeah, and you know, uh, I feel like it's me. I feel like I look better in person than photos. Yeah, oh, but uh, but you know that doesn't lead me to have any respect for the moon. Get rid of it. Like, what has the moon done for us? Mm. It's just flooded our city. We've been attacked by the fucking moon, guys. This is war. Yeah, the moon sent its minion, King Tide, to lay siege to Seattle. Get rid of the moon already. This is anti-surfer, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. It would get rid of surfers. Yeah. This is that's well. You'd still have you'd still have digging holes, guys. (laughs) Not surfing. You know, you'd still have waves sometimes, just uh, not for tidal reasons. And it would change. Yeah, it would change like where the good surfing beaches are for sure. Yeah, because you just have a steady like a steady lapping uh, (laughs) uh, of of water. Water would just sort of it wouldn't like roll from one side of the planet to the other. It would just sort of jiggle around and then get blown around by the wind or like earthquakes. It Mm -hmm. might you know so like so we should like invest in like Chicago real estate because like Great Lakes surfing is gonna be the next thing because it's just pushed by the wind. Yes, (laughs) actually, there's gonna be more extreme weather, right? Generally, so really. If we just keep sea level constant at, a, at the mid level, you know, and we, uh, you know, we'll just have bigger storms, and so that's how you can surf. Anyway, uh, that's it. We're endorsing it. Blow up the moon. Yep. Yeah. That's where you use get, 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 Bi- Bi- get, get Bill Gates on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this is an idea you could pitch like uh, an insane billionaire on. No, just, I mean like this is like the standard like climate response of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is basically <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, they do want to like seed the clouds with shit. Yeah. I mean, they do want right. to like ice. They want to. They literally want to like block out the sun for like uh, X amount of times like per day. You know, yeah. so that like geoengineering. Like, yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Astroengineering. There you go. Yeah, and think about this. Worst case scenario, we fuck the moon up, right, but don't succeed in our tide elimination strategy. But, I mean, it's the fucking moon. Who cares? It's fine. And if my sources are correct and the moon's hollow, easy to destroy. There you go. Ooh. (laughs) Blow up the moon. also be like anti-imperialist because like the american flag would like blow up too because it's on the moon itself so. <laughs> there we go there's something for every yeah blowing up the moon. <laughs> all right welcome back to mechanical freak from seattle from the boat mm. dun, dun. in seattle dun, dun. that city of the future on the bleeding edge of neoliberal dystopia today. We really are on the boat, all three of us in person for the holidays. We've got Munya in from NYC. Indeed. How's it feel to be back? Man, Munya? it feels good. Feels good. It's kind of chilly over here, man. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, you know, I I I love I love coming back here. I love smelling real fresh air. Uh which <laughs> the immediately after getting off a of sea tag, I always take it just a deep breath in my nose and i'm like wow this is what actual air smells like this is yeah. cool so you know you're like, it's great to be back in the big apple again yeah. smelling the fresh air <laughs> yeah exactly right if you, get, if, you do, if you get lonesome you know homesick for new york city you can always piss your pants yeah, right <laughs> right i'll do that on new year's eve at the <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. You're going back uh, in time for New Year's Eve, I back am. to New York, yeah. so you can make it to Times Square Time to Square. see the ball drop. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go there, start at like 1 p.m., um, yeah. get my spot early, and just like stay put, adult diaper yeah, on. Yeah, up, bro. And just fucking yeah. just piss and shit myself waiting for, a, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the ball to drop. It's a great way to ring in the New Year, honestly. That, that's a great New York it's tip. Ancient, up. It's an ancient Japanese tradition to do that. Yeah. Not many people know that. It's like a way to refresh. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's you know, it's when on New Year's Day you uh baby wipe yourself clean that really like that's when the new year starts. Yeah, right. You know? You're you're shitting out all the bad stuff that happened, right? Yeah. And then you wipe ritually clean. ritually wiping your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that elaborate Aaron Rodgers colon cleanse. Right. That's you know? right. for the yeah, for the regular guy. Yeah. Uh any any New Year's resolutions, fellas? Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, uh, you know, New Year's resolution number one: uh, do episodes under two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when we have a part one and part one is two hours, and then yeah. you know, part two is another two hours of the same episode. Um, you know, uh, we we could we could do it. Uh, we could definitely like you know have shorter episodes, but at the same time. Uh, that'd just be editing ourselves. I mean, that's not fair to us. Yeah, right. That's the, that we're doing the work of like the deep state, right? Like silencing ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's the New Year's resolution. Uh, let's uh, make notes for what to talk about on the show more than thirty minutes in advance. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is about spontaneity. Yeah. Do it live. Baby. I like to yeah. look. I you know it's part of my process. Mm -hmm. You know, for me is talking it out with you guys. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, if you want to meet the day before and have a meeting about the, no, the podcast, no, I'm back then, now. I'm out yeah. of this uh -huh. one. Now, All so. right, see, <laughs> shut that down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're zero for two on New Year's over resolutions. Two. We're, we're already failing before. <laughs> <laughs> Munia, what do you got? Oh man. Um, I New Year's resolution is to try to get back my Alaska MVP status because I like lost it this year for not flying back home enough, and um, you know, and they, they don't treat you the same. No, man, they treat me like a commoner. Hey, at <laughs> least, at least you got here, yeah. which is like you know, I, doesn't matter what status you have with Southwest, like yeah, right, it's not gonna, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, yeah, which we're gonna talk about later. Uh, for me, my New Year's my New Year's resolution is to. Just maintain. Just hold the line. Uh, <laughs> just hell yeah. Not looking to approve anything in my life. Like yeah. just you know everything. If, if I can just like you know keep my claws like embedded where they are. Uh, you know economically. Uh, you know mental health wise, like uh, physical health. I mean just gen general like. Uh, you know, the general vibe of my life, you know, like I'm at that point, you know, like, uh, where I, you know, I, my work is good enough that like now all I, you know, I, I'm basically like middle class. So all I really fear is loss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Save Seattle. Look for a new member on your board. Yeah. <laughs> One new member joined this month, and uh, <laughs> he just re- rediscovered his Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, that's really like wholesome, Greg. Like mine is to like uh, finish a game of EU four, I think, and uh, and actually be a like a great power, you know, to, to make it to, to make it to eighteen twenty one as the the world's. Out. Top ranked great power. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like I, I want to nice. actually get good at that game. So hell yeah, um, that's one. And then also when you were at uh, my birthday party, hilariously, I was asked the same question, and the first thing that came to mind was, I want to re-sign my lease <laughs> to my apartment. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Just a- normal person goals right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goals. Get good at a video game and uh, re-sign your your lease that you're <laughs> renting at. <laughs> yeah, a place that's like not not you know it's not like there's deals or anything. Just want to re-sign. Just want to resign, yeah, right? Have a place to live <laughs> right for another year. Right. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Moving every year in New York would suck, and like I see a clearly a path where that would be a genuine reality. Mm-hmm. Is moving every single year, and I don't want that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's something we can all hope for for you. <laughs> hope <laughs> away. Like the, the the odds are like going down by the day, but I'm still holding out hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, uh, we're toasty warm here. The power's on. Uh, but uh, some people lost power on Christmas Day in uh, Pierce County. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was um, terrorism? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, it seems that some people went into some you know, power substations and destroyed the equipment in them, causing the power loss, yeah, which so- is uh, part of a string of these events happening in <laughs> North Carolina, South Carolina, <laughs> Florida. Apparently, there's been some efforts in Oregon, Oregon and yeah. Washington so, as well. Yeah. So this is from Seattle Times. Law enforcement officials still don't have suspects or a motive for break-ins that badly damaged four Pierce County electrical substations on Christmas Day and left hundreds of customers without power uh, still Monday afternoon. That's when this was. I think everybody's back on uh, yeah. as of like Tuesday morning. Uh, nor are police ready to say whether the incident were coordinated or connected to a recent string of similar events at substations in the Pacific Northwest and on the East Coast. That's so, the, uh, maybe his head just did that, that yeah. theory of, of head. Well, like, <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, well, I used, yeah, that, I think that's the real question we're going to get into. So um, they quote uh, the sheriff's office, people want to associate the incidents with whatever's going on in North Carolina and Oregon and Southern Washington, said Sergeant Darren Darren Moss, a Pierce County Sheriff's Department spokesperson, referring to the locations of several earlier incidents at substations. But we're still just guessing till we have more information. Uh, The break-in started early Christmas morning, struck a Tacoma power substations in Spanaway and Graham and a Puget Sound Energy Station substation in Puyallup. Uh, Then there was a fourth incident. Um, They forced their way... This is the sheriff's deputies again. Um, The suspects gained access to the fenced area and vandalized equipment, which caused a fire. That's at the fourth place. There was a fire, Uh, according to the sheriff's department, which has been has beefed up patrols near county substations. Now, like you said, they're not saying is this connected to this other stuff. Of course, 
I mean, yeah, they don't. Truly, they don't know because no one, even so. The the thing in this string has you know what it appears to be a string across the country started. I think it's December third in North Carolina, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, the the supposition, uh, you know, uh, is right wing terrorism, basically. So, of course, the Times asks share the sheriff's office, Pierce County Sheriff, like about the like the rumors that have gone around, especially in North Carolina, which we'll get to. And I love the response here. It says Moss acknowledged that many area residents were anxious to know who was behind the break-ins and what their motives are, but he also said the incidents have spurred numerous conspiracy theories online. And he says, you see George Soros, you see extreme right wing, you see Antifa, an extreme left wing, Moss said. <laughs> In one case, Moss said, a local journalist had contacted him and asked whether Moss thought that this could possibly be related to homeless people and not extreme right wing people. Uh, I definitely believe that mm -hmm. happened. That, <laughs> uh, I mean, who, yeah, it probably yeah. some friend of his, he's the spokesperson, like he's, he doesn't name the person, but yeah, probably fucking some like right-wing radio personality did like text him, you know, like, Jason. but but what's funny is like the, the, the Seattle times journalist here clearly like asks the guy like, okay, so what's like, you're officially, you're saying, yeah, you don't have any leads on individuals or motives, but like, what do you have to say to the general like assumption and connections made in other places, tenuous as they are to right-wing violence? And the cop's response is, well, uh, sure, I, I've heard that. But I mean, in my circles, where I get my news, the people I'm talking to, they're also saying George Soros and Antifa. And then the Seattle Times dutifully just, just like, like Damn. you know what? We should bring that into yeah. the conversation here. To, and yeah. that's the last paragraph in the article is just like, yeah, you know what? Really? Um, this could be anybody, including George Soros. We'll just, we, I, sure, guess, I guess the cop that. said it. We'll just print it. Even though he, he's just, he's just, sit, just asking he's just, questions. He's just quoting other people just asking questions. <laughs> Why that's the sheriff's office's uh, job to just, you know, repeat to a, the press, to be the source of a quote in the press for just naming Antifa and George Soros. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, basically there's no answer to this. These are all in the same area and were similar like people broke in like into the actual compounds and like did damage one of the last one a fire was started you know christmas morning nobody knows so the reason so the main reason actually to think this is right wing some kind of right wing violence is because right wing vigilante weirdo anti-government who knows what the fuck types have been doing these exact same things for yeah, like yeah. decades like yeah. this exact style of attack and it's always talked about it is like a known vulnerability of public infrastructure that's you know very easy to do so that's the first reason the other reason is that the string started in north carolina on december 3rd um and again there you know now three and a half weeks later like there's no there have been no breaks in the case but um, <laughs> well, i mean we've heard we've heard from the geniuses investigating it so yeah I'm very surprised the lord they've not uncovered anything well so like <laughs> they can't get george soros to show up at the station can't extradite him <laughs> trying to extradite george yeah. soros yeah. now <laughs> we'll say that's pierce county now in north carolina um the sheriff's department investigating it uh seems to be even dumber 
um, and more suspect. So, like, <laughs> this made uh, pretty much immediately as it happened, it, the part of the news was speculation, and it ultimately is that that the two attacks that happened uh, in like the afternoon evening of December third in Moore County, North Carolina, were. Uh, part of right-wing, local right-wing efforts to disrupt uh, a, a drag show somewhere. Which yeah, yeah. And this came, I th- presumably, first from the people there because uh, they, so uh, NBC quoted Naomi Dix, the headliner of the show on the 3rd at uh, Sunrise Theater in Southern Pines, uh, North Carolina. She said she and fellow organizers were brutally harassed in the weeks leading up to the show. Conservative community leaders led a protest outside the theater, spread the false narrative that it was a sex show and demanded it be sh- shut down, she said. So that was the context when then a half hour into the show, they lost power. Uh, soon enough, heard that it was due to gunshots, you know, uh, large amounts of ammunition being pumped into Mm. uh, Transformers, uh, you know, uh, Mm. two in the area, and made the supposition that that was the target, was to shut this down. Uh, Certainly a reasonable guess, certainly natural that it would occur to you if you're standing there having gone through all this to put on this show, and then your power goes off and you hear it's terrorism that did it. Um, Do they know? That that's what it is exactly. Who knows? Will we ever know? It's it's totally reasonable. Interestingly, the right wing activists who opposed the drag show also came to the same conclusion, <laughs> having done it. Came to the same <laughs> and um, which this was also this was a story. So um, Emily, uh, this is was in Newsweek. Emily Grace Rainey, a former U former U.S. Army psychological operations officer. Oh, suspect. Okay. Who led a group to to uh, to do January 6th. So the local organizer who like led organized 100 people to go do January 6th and who was then drummed she's out free? of the, the, the she's, army. <laughs> she's like out. walking. Like, uh, they out. all are, man. Uh, you know. Also, uh, when you work for the state or whatever. You know? <laughs> well, she was she was drummed out of the. Uh, uh, the army, uh, cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so she posted, uh, again, having the same thought as the people there and having been one of the leaders of the protests and like the, the harassment against, uh, the anti-trans like, uh, harassment against the people putting on the show. She posts on Facebook the power is out in Moore County, and I know why. <laughs> so, of course, yeah, okay. she gets a visit from the sheriff's office, and uh, this is a quote in Newsweek. I told them that God works in mysterious ways and is responsible for the outage. It sounds like God works in prosaic, boring ways, yeah. Um, yeah. actually. But I, I used the opportunity to tell them about the immoral drag show, meaning this is what she told the cops when they showed up. And the blasphemy screamed by its supporters, she wrote. God is chastising Moore County. I thank them, the cops, for coming and wish them a good night. Uh, in another post, she said that because of lukewarm Christians and public displays of blasphemy and immorality in Moore County, m- many innocent people are suffering. Now, the other s- story here was that, um, of course, lots of people asked the 
sheriff's office, like, are you looking into this broad? And they were like, yeah, we went over and talked to her, yeah. prayed with her in his press conference. The, <laughs> no, the, the shit, right, the shit yeah. bag sheriff was yeah. like, you know, we prayed with her on our doorstep and we're not concerned anymore about it. <laughs> and a day later, they had to say like, oh, no, don't worry. Like, we're still looking into her. But the thing is, like, good that, psyop that was, specialist, man. Uh, like, wow, like the cops come to your door and you get them to like get on their knees and pray. Like, that's that's a <laughs> top tier psyop right there. Like all all of that, all of that is, yeah, deeply fucked up, suspicious, gross, mm. stupid. That the I mean, this woman's obviously a fucking nut job. The yeah. sheriff that you i mean even if like the crazy person who answered the door like started praying with you like you know the fact that you would think it was normal and like smart for you to say yeah like we had a conversation we prayed together on her doorstep and that's why and and I'm ruling her out of the investigation like that you're so so fucking lost in your own world that you think like that's a smart thing to say that's funny ultimately like what was she involved? I, there's really no reason to actually think she was. It's it's all funny yeah. and suspect. And of course, they had to say, "Oh no, no, we're still looking into it," because because like they made them sound sounds. They made it sound like the only reason they're not is because yeah, they, they like the cut of her jib, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're fucking dumb. They basically like this lady's on the level. Yeah, <laughs> close the book on her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the thing is, I mean. Who knows? I mean, was she is she, was she more specifically aware than a vibe because she's heard people talking about this yeah. kind of stuff? Well, yeah, she was involved in all the harassment of people in in who were putting on the show. And like, yeah, if this was if somebody in those groups was going to was going around saying, I'm going to we should do something big or saying like, you know, someone should just cut the power to the building or like, you know, there's ways to like shut this shit yeah. down. Well, then that might be one of the reasons you know why. Yeah. It happened. Or you just as likely, though, like she saw on Facebook from the people she was harassing saying, like, our power was just cut mm. at while we're doing the show. It's got to be these fucking freaks. And was like, yeah, I bet it is yeah. with God's help, you know? Yeah. Well, her like whole thing about the uh, God works in mysterious ways is the same kind of like winking <clears throat> at the camera or whatever that the American right always did around abortion clinic bombings yeah. and things like yeah. that. They would be like, you know, they would be like, hey, it seems like a bunch of right-wing Christian nuts are bombing abortion clinics. So it would be like, oh, no, it can't be that. But, you know, God works in mysterious yeah. ways. Hey. So it's like, and the person saying it isn't necessarily the one doing it, but they fucking know who's doing it. You know, like maybe yeah. not the person, they, they don't know the person's name, right. is it, but they know that it's their organizations that are yeah. doing it, yeah. right? And, and that's the case here. I, I think, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, yeah. I, I think it's just, it's, I mean, it's funny to imagine that this woman, like, has, like, no, what was there, like, shooting the rifle or knows the names of the people who are and like posted that on Facebook. But, and, and that's funny and totally possible too. I mean, this yeah. woman's a loon, yeah. but like, <laughs> and this is how they're, these people are going to get caught if they ever are. But it's like, it's just as likely now. She's just, just a scumbag who, you know, was mouth was, um, doing a little victory lap, you know, <laughs> but that like, but the basic point is like, that's all the funny details of that. But the sheriff has, they have no suspects. Oh, and the details are like, there, someone like at two power stations got into the fence and then sat there from like marked out like uh, gun positions, like unloaded like hundreds of rounds from AR-15s into all the the sounds like George the Soros Transformers. Uh, 
And yeah, this is the North Carolina one. Um, and it's like, you know, all those like goofy details aside. Yeah. It's, it's obviously right wing terrorism, right? Like yeah. that that's, and so the question we ask ourselves, like now this is like, you know, now it's in our neighborhood. It's in like Tacoma, Puyallup area. Um, yeah, the question is like, what's going on, and like, what do you, what is there to make of this? You know. Yeah, I mean, the the police are absolutely not going to catch. I mean, the police are very bad at solving crimes, right? You know, which I feel like people have finally come around to on this. But uh, when they do solve crimes, it's because somebody either turns themselves in or someone they know like turns them in, yeah. right? Which is the only way that you're going to get anything out of this. But just like the abortion clinic bombings, if they're politically motivated and stuff like that, I mean. Probably not going to turn their fellow whatever is them for blowing up power stations, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's almost certainly right wing terrorism. It's almost certainly going to continue. And I mean, the police certainly going to do anything to stop it, right? Yeah. I mean, half of could them be them. Be, yeah, as I was saying, I mean, they're more likely to end up involved in it yeah. than stopping it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, society is. You know, societies are a weird thing, right? Like, everybody has to kind of be on board, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of, in complex societies, there's all these, like, weak points that you can't protect or anything. Like, you can't harden every target, right? You know, there's all these little weak points that you can hit that make society not functional. And what keeps that from happening is everybody kind of being on board for the general project of the country or whatever, right? And, uh, you know, what happens as things sort of fall into disarray is, you know crises mounts right as contradictions mount and stuff like that is uh those edges fray and you get people blowing up fucking power you know substations and what's the answer to that you can't fucking you know build walls around all of them you know no, and you can't uh like post guards up them realistically it, this, like I mean, what are you gonna do you know? and it's so i think then the question is like what like what stage is this or like how does this escalate and i think like What's what's great about the, this kind of attack is like it is the the perfect expression of like a, an American like uh, resistance to society like uh, disgruntled uh, right wing like expression of grievance because it's so fucking easy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what's and going easy on here. To get away with super easy to do yeah. and get away with. Like, yeah. which is why I think the simplest explanation for these things, though, the rash after December 3rd, again, these things have always happened. They don't always get a ton of play in the media. The one in North Carolina did, I think, because it was uh, the politics of it. It was yeah. connected to the uh, anti-trans panic, like, w correctly or incorrectly, like, on the factual basis. That is the, the interpretation everybody seems to have had. And... So it inspired copycats who hilariously like like were the kind of right wing like loner weird shitheads who like couldn't even couldn't restrain themselves to like plan it to coincide with anything or take out like drop power to any specific event. They just started going like like reading this and going like, man, someone out there really did a thing and just got just got antsy and we're like, I could just do that right now. I could just I could just go right now and just be a legend. Just like uh just fight back against uh the woke federal government, you know? Yeah. Uh the who's like uh you know making me gay with fluoride and <laughs> and I could just do that right now and it's just just super easy. Well I mean they needed something between 
posting and mass shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so those are the two things yep. the right was doing for a while. They post, and they do mass shootings. But for your average, you know, right-wing nerd or whatever, maybe posting isn't enough, mm-hmm. right? Well, for some of them, anyway. For some of them, right? But then, you know, mass shooting, that's too far because they would die. You know? Yeah. Or yeah. maybe go to jail or whatever, right? But, like, the consequences of doing it, uh, that's too scary. They don't want to do that. And they needed something in the middle, you know? Something where they could take action uh, outside of the internet uh, while at the same time continue living extremely comfortable lives. Yeah. Uh, I think they found it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shooting at substations that, and, you know, uh, not particularly populated areas and then driving away in their trucks. You know, like that. Yeah. I think that I, I expect we'll probably see more of it. Yeah. We'll see more. I think the question to ask is like, does this, is this part of like, escalating into larger right-wing violence, more organized right-wing violence. Uh, you know, obviously it could be. I'm going to say no, because, like, like, I think that is the, the, yeah, that is the, like, locus of this. It is, it's, it's that it's easy. It's that it is disconnected, yeah. right? Yeah. I think whenever, whenever the, and this, you know, the question comes up a lot in, you know, our discourse circles of, like, uh, how does, you know, how does organized right-wing violence, like, escalate in America? Is that a risk, that type of sort of fascist uh, uh, violence? And I think, you know, often it's dismissed on exactly the grounds, like, we're dismissing this, is like, well, it's just, it's so unorganized and random and just, just like the laziest people. And when I hear those arguments for other things, I'm always saying, yeah, but don't forget about the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the real, like, mm-hmm. source of organized right-wing violence that is already, like, on the streets of America and could be escalated to, you know, unlimited heights. So I'm going to say, like, this isn't particularly terrifying in a terms of, like, a political... Um, yeah. as, 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 like, a harbinger of, like, a new political... Uh, developments unless it's cops doing it you know if it's cops like if it's cops or groups of cops like breaking even badder and going like you know what it's time to start doing lazy like terrorism where we don't even have to get out of our cars where we just pull up somewhere and shoot like that's that's a bad development is it that it doesn't seem like it but like if it is if that starts becoming like the new like current the the farthest right current growing inside police departments and sheriff's office that that that's going to be a real bad sign if you find that out um other than that yeah it's it's this is a this is a sign of like yeah people are like people are out snapping in new ways you know yeah and i mean i i think the danger you know the innovation of this show is that while everybody's arguing what's the social base of fa- fascism, we were always like, it's just the cops. Yeah. yeah. Like, the cops are going to do it. Yeah, and, it, and to the extent that something, like, truly horrific happening, like, what people imagine when they think of, like, Nazi Germany or whatever, like, getting rounded up or something, yeah. it's like, the cops are going to do that. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a... A, dis- a ragtag, yeah, like... Group of, yeah, yeah, your, your weird <laughs> uncle or whatever, yeah. it'd be right? It'd be a pointless um, waste of effort to organize a, a large enough, like fascist street movement of to, to militia when you to, already have yeah. the cops. Like yeah. to do what you already way, built Not only would that be impossible <laughs> to do because That's why they're there, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. who would you recruit? Who's all, not all already of, in the yeah, cops? Like, all like, the ones who you could recruit, yeah, but yeah, already it's like, it's on the, every level, everyone else who is, every one of these people who isn't already a cop is too lazy and stupid and disconnected to do this. So it's like, 
Yeah. All, for, from all directions, it's all, it's going to be the cops or no one. Yeah. I do think it, it does point to just another way that life in America is just going to get increasingly yes. miserable. Is just like mass shootings are not a thing that happens enough that like there's a high probability it's going to happen to you or anything. But it is a thing that does happen that's just part of the wonderful quilt that is American society now. Is that, yeah, you could, you know, you could send your kid to school and have them get, like, fucking mowed down by, you know, a fucking right-wing nut with a machine gun. Like, that is just a possibility you have to live with. And there's also... I think this is going to be something similar to that, right? Is, like, just stupid shit like this happening is just going to be part of everyday life again, you know? And, And there's also the creeping terror that there's nothing that mm-hmm. society can do about it. Yeah. And this is going to be the same way because like, again, this is, oh, this is dramatically easier than a school shooting. And the stakes are obviously way, way lower, but there are actual stakes here because like the damage is real. And what people, you know, people have been saying this for decades, that like whether they're trying to scare you about terrorism or like warn you about our crumbling infrastructure, like this shit is very vulnerable and it's not like, at some point, they actually we can't actually replace this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't like these giant transformers. They're not nothing. Like nothing is made in America. Okay, they it's all got to come from these supply chains, these industrial supply chains that are are bad and getting worse around the world. Like half the shits, half these the shits all was made in Germany. Germany's not making anything anymore. The other half's made in China, and it's like we're you know. It's all, it does get to a point. It could actually get to a point. Like right now, like Puget Sound Energy and more like well-regulated and well-run power utilities in places that have like serious regulation regimes like Washington, like have backup parts and they have uh, mobile transformers, like big, like semi-sized trailers that get dropped. Like when they need to repair one and they plug in the giant, the big one, they have a few of those sitting around. I mean, a lot of power utilities in this country are some of the most crooked, criminal, like negligent commercial concerns in the country. Like the people who run the power grids in Texas and California, like uh, (laughs) and like there is no backup for most of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. if you you put in an order for a lot of this big infrastructure that that's just very vulnerable, it's Mm -hmm. probably it could be backlogged for years. So, like, there is a point at which this starts to not just be like a law and sort of a deterioration of law and order, but like an actual deterioration of critical infrastructure that is just super easy to really cause a problem with it. That then becomes part of the, yeah, the deteriorating tapestry of life in America, you know, how many of these are like around Washington? Like, are there hundreds, like hundreds, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Okay. These are the substations. So it's like every neighborhood because I was thinking, like, if it was, like, a big one, of course, there should be, like, you know, guards there and stuff. But uh, if this yeah. is just, like, hundreds around. There's a substation well, in I, every neighborhood in Seattle, for example. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And they have a few of these big transformers that are basically giant, like, container-sized oil tanks. Yeah. Inside of which is the electrical equipment, but they're cooled by the oil. It's, like, uh, they're filled with oil to cool them. And... You can shut them down just by poking a hole in the bottom of one and let the oil drain out, and then that's mm. it overheats, mm. causes damage, at least shuts down. But you put a few more, and maybe, you know, some that could be repaired. But like, if that's all, but you know, if you shoot a fucking ton of rounds in the AR-15, just like 
bash up all the equipment inside of it, then that, you know, that no one's repairing that. That's going to the yeah. scrapyard and you've got to get another one from, you know, from Germany or China or wherever. And like, good luck. Like, the, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. On your uh, every year decreasing budget of yeah. picking this stuff up. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, too, is there's, you know, smaller transformers, too, that just sit on posts, right? That yeah. are for every block of a neighborhood that, you know, you, literally could just drive up to and like shoot with the 22 and wow. knock it out right and, like thing, knock yeah. a block of yeah. power out i mean it, it's all extremely vulnerable because infrastructure isn't made to be protected against like a fucking insurgents you know <laughs> like army it's, it's there to exist in functional it, society it, it implies it that there done. is a agreed yeah. upon it implies that there is an agreed yeah. upon like you know contract with yeah yeah everyone. social contract yeah. we've all agreed to like live with each other or whatever and the thing is is that you know in in europe uh one of the things that was attendant to the rise of fascism was right-wing gangs, et cetera, right, who were engaged in terrorist acts, violent acts, and stuff like that. That created a demand on the state from yeah. people that live there to do something about it. Yeah. They're tired of seeing this get away. You know, people get away with it, with their lives deteriorating and all that kind of stuff. And the state did something about it, which is they came down on the left, right? And, yeah. like, you know, I mean, that's that's part well, of... Well, they gave in to the, the demands <laughs> so, of the people who were holding, yeah, the, yeah. the streets hostage. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, I, I think that that is the... Sounds like what the Democrats would do. ...in product of what we're going to get with this kind of stuff, the shooting at the yeah. station stuff, is that it's going to empower the police. You know, it's going to lead to increased police budgets. Well, you well know, that is... All that kind of stuff. That's always what's talked about. Again, whether from the some shithead who's trying to scare you about terrorism, domestic or foreign or whatever, for the last since nine eleven, or from the people who like harp on how vulnerable, just on like the vulnerability of infrastructure, like it's always a the answer because it's all we can think of in America is we need to harden these, we need to protect these more. And yeah. so, no, you can't. It doesn't work. Like yeah, you yeah. never will. It's not possible. There's yeah. nothing you can do if, like you, you both said, like if. Things break down to where people want to make the choice to do the the antisocial thing and destroy infrastructure that you cannot it is not protectable in any scenario. Mm -hmm. Like all all you can do you're just talking about like a a, a guerrilla war like escalating mm -hmm. to like even and there's no there's no level that can't be there's nothing you can do to protect this. I mean, what are you going to do? Like station uh National Guards troops permanently or cops around every substation, well, then they'll attack something else. Like, the, the yeah. shit's everywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if people are making that choice. But, nonetheless, people say that, like, oh, we need to put up uh, higher uh, concrete walls around these things. And it's like, okay, like, it, yeah. there, there's always going to be a way if well, people are making we'll, that choice. Let's we'll move to some other soft target, right? Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, is, what's attractive about it isn't uh, that these guys just love uh, power substance. <laughs> what's attractive about it is that it's easy. Is that it's yeah. easy? Yeah. And like, there's other easy stuff around. Yeah. I mean, rail tracks, oil pipelines, natural gas pipelines, things like that. Like all these that are not is, recommendations by the way. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff is around and like, you know, it's attackable, right? And that's, you know, societies rely on that social contract that yeah. we all agree that we're going to do the pro social thing and not destroy and not our just, own infrastructure. Destroy. Own ourselves, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's happening, too, is just, you know, as a product of the Cold War, things we're talking about ending the myth, yep. is by destroying, like, social bonds and stuff like that, by creating the perfect autonomous individual. I mean, it, it has everybody opting out of that social contract, yeah. you know? They don't feel responsible why would for anybody around Because why would they give them. a crap, right, yeah, at that point? Me, yeah, right? it's not you. And so, I mean, these are, you know, these are problems. This is how societies unravel. It's, it's not good. It's not good. No. And, 
you know, yeah, it, yeah. As far as worrying about like, is this some sort of insurgent like fascist movement? It's like, no, the cops are the movement, and they're gonna get empowered by all of this, and they'll be given permission to, uh, you know, be more aggressive, you know, all that kind of stuff, pursue thing, you know, because I mean, listen to that that deputy's comment who he thought did it when the Tacoma sheriff, you know, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department or the Tacoma Police are allowed to, uh, you know create a whole unit around chasing down the uh, power substation guys. Mm -hmm. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to send people into like environmentalist groups, right? They're going to have, yeah. uh, they're going to send some guy to fly around chasing George Soros, <laughs> like fucking <laughs> Michael Moore chasing, uh, <laughs> fucking the head of GM, you know, like they're going to, you know, that's what they're going to do with all that money. You know, that's what they're going to do with all that extra, you know, room you give them. So it's, it's not great. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty bleak. Feels honestly. bad, man. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say in the in the Turner Diaries too, which was the insane white nationalist book that was written, I think the seventies, mm -hmm. uh, by the guy who was the head of the National Alliance in Idaho, fucking product. But uh, he uh, another Pacific Northwest good that we've given to the world. Yeah. But um, one of the plot points of the Turner Diaries, which is for those who are unaware, about a white nationalist revolution in the United States as the United States collapsed is the destruction of like infrastructure by white nationalist terrorist groups in order to essentially like, destabilize the society. And as much as that is stupid fantasy, these morons who do this stuff, like read that shit, yeah, like, yeah. you know, right. like, you know, so this, it's not like these ideas are something that, just cropped up in their head. I mean, this stuff has been going around the white nationalist community. Yeah, that's, for a these while, people were primed. Know? The people who did this have been probably thinking about stuff like this for years, knowing, yep. you know, both in North Carolina and then the people who just like were just the guys who were just like itching, like like buzzing when they heard someone like really did something, really like mm -hmm. did some direct action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, against the uh, the groomers, you know, uh, and were like, oh, I, I just gotta I gotta get some practice in, you know, like yeah, yeah. those guys. Yeah, probably if not. If I haven't actually read the Turner Diaries, like they've read the the byproducts and all the yeah. the talk, they've been in the message boards. Like, this is people been talking about this shit since since the late seventies of like in right wing circles of like yeah, yeah you could just you know uh, maybe they think they're gonna start the, uh, an uprising you know the they're they're gonna uh, bring about the race war who the fuck knows but like yeah 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 I mean uh, interestingly if if memory serves the the hero, the titular Turner of the Turner Diaries, uh, his final act, which I think brings about the race war, is uh, that he blows up a power station. So I, it feels bad, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, this sucks. It doesn't feel great. Um, so I don't know. Be careful, though. Hey, get to know your neighbors. All right. Start talking. Uh, this antisocial behavior. You're gonna have to be pro-social to resolve it. Yep. I don't know. Can't go out of the alone. Yeah. Well. Fellas, speaking of uh, going it alone in the, during the holidays. <laughs> well, Greg, Greg, this is a PG family show, my guy. <laughs> uh, this is from the Seattle Times. SeaTac. Uh, Alan and Maravik Gaviol. I should have. Uh, okay, some people from Bremerton. <laughs> <laughs> had hoped to spend the holidays with family members they hadn't seen in years. The reunion is going to have to wait. The couple and their 16-year-old son spent the last three days hunkered down in Seattle-Tacoma Airport, Dude. hoping the series of delays and cancellations that brought about by Southwest Airlines' epic travel meltdown 
would end in time for the family to be rebooked on a new flight, but that didn't happen in time for them to make it to Las Vegas. It's painful, Allen 62 said Wednesday, while still, while still searching for a suitcase packed with gifts for their relatives. We've been sleeping on the chair. We've been eating McDonald's. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I've, I've had moments like that before. Yeah. Sitting on a chair eating McDonald's, you know? For the kids, for three <laughs> yeah, days? For the, yeah. This is the best Christmas the, for the kids, kids Yeah, dude, this rocks. Yeah, uh, no. Look, you're visiting family in Vegas. Nobody hurts you by preventing you from going, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a win. Uh, honestly, what are you but doing? No, this is insane. That's a cra- I mean, to, I've, I have spent a night at SeaTac, and it was just not... Uh, I don't ever want to do that again, and that was just for like 12 hours, right? Like, I landed mm-hmm. at night... Um, plane was supposed to come, didn't, I, and I had to basically actually exit SeaTac and then come back in too. And that's like one thing that they kind of make you do sometimes. They actually make you like, you know, like after they close down and there's no one really there, they have, you have to come back in. Um, and yeah, like, it yeah. just, it just sucks. Like, uh, it's not a fun experience of uh, being at an airport for longer than you need to just in general, even if your plane is delayed for an hour. Um, is a really crappy experience. So I, I really can't imagine having uh, kids and, you know, being there for three days, hunger down. Why don't just get, like, the hotels must be booked. Like, why, why, Plus, why don't they just... if you're flying out yeah. and you live here, like, I, I almost don't believe it. I almost like, it why doesn't you just go home? Maybe they go, did, I, and they're saying they... I think they're keeping they, them on... I think a lot of times they keep you, like, on the, on the line by basically being like, well, we could have a flight, you know, in an hour. Yeah. We could have a flight in like two hours, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I, I think it's not like, hey, uh, we're not going to have shit for three days. And they're they just no, 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 you I know, but, the whole time. But and you still, just, I mean, you just end uh, up being there for three days. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would go home. Like, I would give up. I think that's but, the rational response. I just, like, yeah, I think, like, we're not going to Vegas this, this year. This is like a psychological, yeah. like, sunk cost fallacy, right? Yeah. Like, it's basically yeah, yeah. the idea that, oh, uh, well, we're <laughs> already here, so we might as well just, you know, tough it out. But yeah, just. Like we got to take the L. We Learn know how to they take have, the L. We know they have that mindset though, because they're going to Vegas. Yeah, there so you go. They're a family full of there people. You, who, you have sunk cost. Fucking. They're going to visit their their. They're going uh, to like where psychologists exploit that very fallacy. Yeah, they go to visit their, their like, gambler family. Yeah, yeah, their brother who has a system for winning at cards. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, like no, it, it's crazy. And again, I mean, it's it's sort of like we we're talking about just a second ago. But I mean the. Air travel is critical infrastructure like, yep. in a modern society. And, um, yeah, well, not, not working so good. Not working so good. Well, here, you know, <laughs> in Seattle, um, the airport, of course, managed by the Port of Seattle. Um, here's what uh, Port of Seattle um, Commissioner uh, Sam Cho had to say on Twitter on the 23rd as all this is going down. Personal sanity statement. Number one. Yes. <laughs> I know the airport is a shit show with an asterisk uh, for the vowel and shit there. <laughs> oh, good. I don't want oh, to say Oh, thank God. <sighs> oh, gaff avoided. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wouldn't have looked good yeah. for an elected official who's swearing. <laughs> Number two. No, there's nothing I can do about it. Sue Mother Nature. <laughs> oh, well, all right. We'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> Hopefully... This spared you from DMing or adding me. Thank you in advance for not ruining my Christmas by making me sit and reply to you. Incredible. I, I, the the Chef's kiss. the uh, assumption there is sit and reply to you from my couch at home with my family. You know, a time which you might be interrupting. You know, to say nothing of you know the people, the crazy people who are 
like stuck at the airport trying to make a flight or I don't know, working there, his employees yeah, basically yeah, at the yeah. entire port of Seattle that is like probably working overtime. Like, yeah. well, I, I saw that deeply like, yeah, it's a total shit show at this place that I'm theoretically in charge of. <laughs> What you want me to leave my house? You want me to answer questions? Not even that. Off. You want like, to, <laughs> you want to reach out to me and on Twitter the pub. I mean, it's just like the, the layers of this <laughs> are so funny. Like all in one sense, it's like who cares? Like an elected did a did a gaffe that was impolitic and like whatever. But like insane that the attitude of these people to like. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and be like this is a a, a servant of the people who was elected. <laughs> sure, like yeah, I don't yeah, give a fuck. But yeah. like just the. It's funny how up your own ass you have to be <laughs> to even think this. Forget saying it, yeah, but to think right. it. Yeah, because, yeah. like, he, that's your, this is your whole job. This is what, <laughs> this is your problem. Like, well, to have nobody in your life who loves you enough to be like, hey, Sam, don't put that out. Like, you don't got to put out every thought, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, the, you know, then he literally replies to CC some some friends of his, I guess. It's like how good this tweet is. He's like, check this out. He's like this other said. commissioner friends, like, yeah. uh, and none of them liked the tweet or like <laughs> acknowledged it. Oh. And then he follows it up. P.S. This wasn't meant to be cynical or take lightly the ruining of people's holiday plans. It it was meant to be more satirical. It was okay. a joke. It was yeah. a joke. Okay, yeah. Explain I, the satire. Yeah, it's actually right. very clear that it's a joke. Like that you're you're trying to be snarky. Yeah. Like that that's not the it's just you've also revealed like uh what? that's not that isn't your job. It's not your job to be snarky about this actual serious problem. Like yeah, the other the thing is, like he says, yeah, no, there's nothing I can do about it. Sue Mother Nature. Well, that's a real interesting fucking take from the <laughs> port commissioner, the person who was elected to, like, you know, yeah. be in charge of our, our local uh, travel infrastructure. Um, uh, just a blast from the past here. So Cho was elected in 2019. Um, this uh, from the end of the Eli Sanders era at The Stranger. This is the uh, endorsement. Uh uh, Sam Cho has an impressive resume. He was special assistant. He was a special assistant in the Obama administration. Yes. Paren parenthetically, yes. sigh. Remember Obama? Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I'm perfect. Dog shit. That's the opening. That's Eli the, winning yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I mean, this... <sighs> Well, I, I, you know, the, the Sam Cho response is basically just what you're going to get from all politicians about everything from now on. Especially right? as about contradictions rise, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, again, the idea that, like, politicians in this current system, right, can actually, you know, take radical action against climate change is laughable, right? Like, yeah. it's a genuine vulnerability within, you know, our electoral system in general, right? And, well, yeah. As stuff actually gets more apparent and not just, like, abstract, uh, yeah, you're going to be seeing more, like, just responses of doing nothing, basically, and being mm -hmm. like, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens. And the thing is, it's like, well, most politicians have, like, just been cut out of doing anything by various processes <laughs> that have taken actual decision-making completely out of the hands. For of years, like, since right. the 70s. Yeah, yeah, There's decades, erosion, right? Even, like, well, I mean, arguably... But they've lied this, about it. The but, progressive but the, era. But yeah. the thing is, those politicians, too, particularly lower levels, it, it's not just that that's happened. But they believe in the bullshit reasons for it. Like they like they honestly believe like the state can't do anything. Yeah. Right. right? And so when you come to them with problems, of course that's gonna be the response to be like, 
oh, what do you want the state to do about it? But like, previously, you can't do anything about anything, but, which is just going to lead people to be like, well, then why do you exist? Why, yeah, why are you which here? Which pushes the libertarian project yeah. I mean, much further down the road. The last right? few decades so. of neoliberalism, <laughs> the political response to, yeah, the, the declining role of the state, like at the level of politicians, at, at public servants, has been to to piss down your back, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. been to, like, spin some bullshit. Like, we're doing this and, like, this. And actually, we're always, this is, everything's actually improving. And you're, it's gonna get, it's gonna get better tomorrow and then you'll forget about that later when I'm gone. You know, I'll have moved on to the next job, you know? But, like, that's even breaking down now. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, the ideology has been so consumed that, yeah, there is no role for the state anywhere. It's just up to the corporations and, and then what shit, shit's gonna happen. And, then the breakdown is so severe that like, yeah, there, yeah, there, there's no, there's no way to even bullshit if, if you wanted to, but there are some things, if all that wasn't the case and this was a very different person, you, he could have been pointing out about this, uh, and <laughs> yeah. not saying like sue mother nature. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, interestingly, uh, you know, he pointed to the weather or whatever, but weirdly, not every airline was having this problem, all of which operate in the same country that Southwest operates in. One particular airline. Everybody had some slowdowns, some, some like Alaska definitely had to cancel their flights and stuff, too, but not nearly the as bad as disaster Southwest. has been at one airline. Yeah. yeah. Right? And interestingly, I mean, there was an article in the New York Times explaining uh, what is happening over at Southwest. And there's this section in it that I just want to kind of read some bits from uh, that I think is important, right? And so they talk about, you know, one of the big reasons that this has happened is that Southwest's point-to-point uh, -point model has failed, right? And what they mean is that Southwest has a point-to-point -point flying model where you know, they do direct flights from smaller airports to other smaller airports as opposed to the typical system, which is called hub-and-spoke, where if you're leaving from a small town like, say, Spokane or Syracuse or whatever, right, you would fly to a major airport, change planes, then fly out to the next location, right? And so, you know, they write, with a hub system, which is what everybody but Southwest does, there's a ready pool of crew members and pilots who can report to work at a major airport. Uh, that makes it easier to regroup after a storm. Planes also are kept closer to their home airports rather than being spread across the country. It's harder to have a reserve of standby crew members and pilots when airlines serve many smaller markets. There's not usually excess crew in places like Syracuse, New York. As a result, Southwest cancellations created a giant snowball effect that rippled across its carefully choreographed network, leaving planes and crews scattered across the country. And they go on to talk about there were pilots and stuff waiting in flight crews in airports, waiting for assignments, 9, 10, 12 hours. Some were there for like days, like literally like the passengers just trapped. Having to call in for flights. Having yeah. to call into the scheduling and being yeah. on hold for like 12 hours, not being able to get through. Not So it's not just that... So the hub and spoke model makes it easier to just figure this out. Like everyone gets in a room and you start passing out things because you're all there and all the planes are there and they yeah. just bounce back and forth between the hub and their destination. The plane and pilot just keeps going back and forth. That makes it easier. But the real problem is the way they run the logistics. You could yeah. do the point to point model if you had built into your scheduling system any contingency for anything going wrong at all but this their system just doesn't know didn't know where any of the pilots were when they ha when anyone yep. had to be diverted because they couldn't la landed at the airport they were meant to or it was delayed so they're not so they're at they're six hours later they're at an airport or they were 
the plane was switched to cover for a different flight that was canceled, so it went to a different airport. Now their system, because it's basically like just like some chicken scratches on on legal paper, like doesn't they literally had no idea where the pilots were. Yeah, yeah. So which is something like you could have like built a computer system to do like 30 years ago that could have like just tracked where oh a plane takes off now the computer knows that that plane is here and these pilots are there in that city and so it could schedule them for the next flight like that's a pretty simple logistic system that southwest just didn't have because like every other fucking like uh especially like uh monopoly type industry like they just don't want to pay for this they don't want to do anything you know yeah, I mean, it, it, the Southwest model is a continuation of the sort of 70s just-in-time model. Uh, they literally are having the same problem that the container ships had when they yep. lost all their containers during COVID and it fucked up the shipping system, which is they create these complicated, algorithmically generated flight schedules that are based off of maximizing ticket sales and things like that. They cut staff down to the absolute bare minimum, right? So you have no slack in your workforce. Uh, things like their call center and stuff that does the the scheduling for the pilots and stuff that hand, would handle these kinds of emergencies. Oh, guess what? They've also been cut absolutely to the bone. And this whole thing works so long as not a single thing ever goes wrong, like <laughs> in the environment, in the workforce, whatever. And they know this. And, uh, you know, then things go wrong and it becomes a giant disaster. Now, the secret but is... they can blame they, it, but at the end of the day, yes. <laughs> it's an act of God. Yeah. yeah like, they, that, that's learned. the new political reality in America of, yep. of all this, whether on the state or corporate level, on, these, on our critical infrastructure, it's you can't expect it to work anymore. Well, yeah. when something goes wrong, it goes wrong. Shit happens, man. Like, that's just what your life, that's life. So don't look at me. Like, yeah, of course it went haywire. Now, this, yeah. it's striking and it's, it's like obvious because they had a way worse problem than other airlines. So that highlights like, oh, it doesn't have to be like this, but they'll get away with it. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah. well, the thing is what they've learned over the last 50 years is you could say, you know, how can they be so irresponsible? We could say this about the railroad companies yep. as well. How can they be so irresponsible to do these things? And the thing is, what they've learned is there's no cost for being irresponsible. The power companies in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? it's, all, no, it's everything. There's no cost for letting this stuff fall apart. In fact, there's money to be gained. And, you know, for all these people who got left at the fucking airport sleeping at the airport... They can rest easy knowing they're right. Up, they're about to cut an enormous check to Southwest Airlines, right? The federal government's going to bail this shit out. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, any money Southwest loses in this is going to get bailed out. Now, their stock is up three percent today. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, right? Fox people know that a windfall's coming. Yeah, they're you know? well, they're <laughs> forget even the federal government. They're yeah. they're got to be insured against yeah. weather-related shit. Now, if I was your insurer, I would be looking at this. And looking at like, well, why didn't why didn't these other why am I not paying out claims on these other airlines and you? And then I'd try and sue you, but it's like or drop your policy. Yeah. But like in the end, like they'll get someone to insure them or the, their rate will go up and it'll still make the money in the end. You know, Yeah, I mean, again, the state will intervene to make all these large corporations whole, you know, post Katrina, the state intervene to make the insurance companies whole, the insurance yeah. companies who refuse to pay out people's home insurance, <laughs> you know, that they had been in different decades. Right. Uh, you know, like the state will step in to make all the corporations whole. It's just the losers at the fucking airport who are fucked, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's just how everything is right now. Once again, this comes back to history's greatest monster, Jimmy Carter, who is actually responsible for this. In 1978, the Airline Deregulation Act, mm -hmm. yep. right? 
the state used to actually mandate fares and mandate routes, right? Because they're like, hey, air transport is critical infrastructure. It involves the use of a public space, which is the airspace, you know, right? And the state should have a say in how these companies operate in it. It shouldn't just be a fucking free-for-all. And, you know, Congress and whatever came in after significant lobbying from the airline industry and were like, we have to get rid of that, right? And their whole argument was letting the state, you know, dictate fares and stuff has created a monopoly situation in the airlines. Ten airlines control 90% of air traffic in the country. <laughs> we have to, so we got to open this up to the tender arms of the market to create competition. Surely there'll be more than Lower 10, airline right? prices. So yeah. now four airlines control 90% <laughs> of the air traffic in the United States. So, of course, the stated reasons are all bullshit. And the exact thing that always happens when you open things up, deregulate things happen, which is monopoly happen. But another interesting thing happened, which is Southwest Airlines, you know, American Airlines, whatever fucking still actually exists anymore, are not in the business of flying planes. Like every fucking thing else in America, they're banks. And that is the other key thing about why they don't give a shit if that flight fucking leaves or not. Is Southwest Airlines like... All these airlines, their actual business is selling miles to credit card companies and banks. Yeah. Right. Outside of that, like flying planes is just a thing they have to do to kind of make the other scam work. But that's their income at this point. And this has been the effect of deregulation across the board. It's so with so many things. I mean, GM was more General Motors was more of a bank when we bailed it out in 2009 than it was a car company. Yeah. Right. You know, they've all gone to just they're all rent seeking. They don't really care if any of this shit works. I mean, people look at it like, why doesn't Southwest Airlines care if their fucking airline can fly planes or not? Nothing, like, nobody does. It's not where the money is. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, if it flies, it's, it flies. If it there's fly, a reason it why fly. stocks doesn't matter. and airlines were, like, <laughs> flat for, like, decades. And then suddenly in, like, 2010, 2011, they just completely blew up and, like, went up, like, 5X, 10X. I mean, and, like, have just, like, stuck there is because of, like, that financialization <laughs> of their business model. Yeah. It's, so like, similar the, to, like, Tesla's carbon credits. It's not about the fucking cars. The, the deregulation of airlines happened in 1978 you want to guess the year they introduced airline miles was 1978 part of the reason why this shit doesn't work is nobody's actually interested in making it work right like it working is a uh there's that fucking like quote from a executive from like paramount or whatever in the 1980s where he's like the function of movies is to make money, not to make art. If art somehow gets made in the process, that's just uh, like throw-off accent yeah. effects. <laughs> like, it's a product. It's the, the business. <laughs> but that's the thing with the airlines. Like, if a flight gets somewhere, that's a that's a side effect. <laughs> the business they're in. <laughs> I think the way to look at it is the business they're in is making a certain return on investment. So if that means stripping costs down to the bare minimum, selling mm -hmm. off any assets yeah. you can, and yep. to the point where you're getting a certain percentage of return on investment, a certain dividend coming in, a certain growth in the stock Introducing price. Introducing a, a basic economy tier where you kind of like have to squat instead of a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And all the financialization. As long as you keep the stock price right and whatever their metrics are for like determining what's their return on investment below that they're satisfied with below, which is, you know, Trump money that they're not interested in, like running, which would be running like a stable business with a good product for a basic utility would, you know, be this 
uh, costlier enterprise that would have a, a smaller return on investment. They're not worried about that. When you say like, well, what if it crashes the whole thing into the ground? Well, either they get bailed out or it they had a return on investment that they liked for a period of time. And if that if they don't get bailed out and that hit, shit hits the fan, that just means that's when you sell. That means it's yeah. not a good return on investment anymore. So it doesn't have to go on because none of these people, none of the investor class give a shit about the material reality of any of this shit. Cause why yeah. would they, they're just buying and selling stocks. It's an algorithm. The owners of Southwest airlines are any specific fucking people. I mean, maybe the current like, uh, board and and executives like have some stake in it but they're going to be rotating around you know like it's just it's a good it's either a good return on investment now and if it isn't later then what do i care it's if it like then then i'm not interested in that business yeah, right like yeah. yeah it's well i you know and the the board and executives isn't exactly made up of like pilots and former flight attendants right. or whatever i mean the board uh, it's all mbas and things like that and people yeah, are invested I mean, in lots of things. If the whole thing falls apart, they'll just go to another board. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. they'll just exactly. go to the they'll just go to the next. It's you know, it's like strip mining. You know, you could sit there and say, like, oh, like, what are you gonna do when the mine is empty when all the gold is gone? It's like, Get out of that mine. Yeah, just go somewhere else. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not empty, and I'm gonna <laughs> steal everything out of that. Like, what do you mean? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna leave because I took all this stuff, so I can leave now. You're <laughs> the one who's stuck here, not <laughs> me, right? I already made the money. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's the thing about me, like, well. You know, with the railroads where we're like, you know, you're obviously like sending the rail lines to a, a pure disaster. What are they going to do? And it's like, they don't give a shit. They're going to buy a house. They're making That's money right problem. now. Like, not a them Get problem. another horse. Yeah, yeah, Warren Buffett is not impacted. Despite owning rail lines, will not be you're impacted. You're going to take the profits the and reinvest it into yeah. another. Yeah. No, he'll move on to some other creepy fucking thing. So just he like just capitalize on the returns. Yeah. That's like exponential returns, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is. <laughs> This is the this is the drive for for uh, this is part of the the insatiable drive for expansion of markets, right? Yeah, you, you're going to run, you're going to empty your mine, you're going to run industries into the ground. You're going to there always needs to be good investments out there. That's why you know, like, so as long as there that is the case, like, mm -hmm. which is why uh, we need to make it so that investments are bad. <laughs> um, and you can't make any money investing money so yeah. that you have to maybe if we let you make money at all do it running a, a thing of real value well in theory right i mean this is part of the reason why the nation state rose with capitalism is the nation state is supposed to be it's capital putting it like a board in charge of all of them yeah it's like give it you know, them selected a board to be like hey try and curb some of our worst impulses to like make this you know not such a disaster not such a rolling disaster but the problem is if there's no tension on that board, right? If they all come to believe their own bullshit, right? And all that kind of stuff, right? Then the brakes are off. You know, like it was like the nation state was always a very thin guard against the excesses of capital. And once the brakes get kicked off, yeah, I mean, you know, you end up in the situation we're in now, right? And uh, yeah, it's not great. Again, uh, part of it is because of the Cold War, people don't have any explanation for why this stuff is happening. And, you know, uh, they're going to go searching for ones. And, you know, I mean, that's where you get the dangerous territory, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not that's where you, Yeah, I mean, 
the, the tapestry of explanations on why things are so bad if in America, you know. Yeah, if your answer not, to this is the problem is that our socialist organization is insufficiently anti-communist. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, you're not going to end up in a good place no. when this is all said and done. And, you know, and for people, for the average American who, like, you know, has no affirmative engagement in politics, so just has taken on the ambient air around them, yeah, of course they think it's like fucking uh, satanic groomers. Yeah, uh, groomers and George know. Soros yeah, and, you know, yeah. uh, black various... people writ large or yeah. the homeless, right? I mean, it, it makes total sense that that fucking reporter called the Tacoma uh, cop or whatever and was like, uh, did the homeless do this? Because that's the only, if you're like an urban liberal whose whole life has been upholding the status quo that's a fucking disaster and is falling apart everywhere. Of course you go look around and be like, oh, who could have done this? Oh, it must be the home. Yeah. That group that I wanted to get rid of anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, I mean, you know, so it, it just gets, it, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel good. It feels bad, man. Yeah. That's the theme of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all getting worse, folks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hate to be the bearer of uh, bad news. Yeah. It's a shock to our listeners, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they were hoping that the the final episode of Ending the Myth was going to be everything turning around. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like, like where's the really hero redemption yeah. arc here, right? Yeah. Yeah. The hero redemption arc for Southwest will be like getting a new logo, mm-hmm. like yep. readjusting their prices to be like the the hip budget airline or something. They'll be like, we're bouncing back. We're like revamping, new you know, and like card. and like <laughs> double miles, and ultimately <laughs> like, and you're still going to fly with us because you just buy based on price, and that's it. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some of the flights. Ours are going to be the cheapest, yeah. and that's why you're going to pick it. And if it fucks you, great. That's always how it's been with the airlines. You pick. You, there's you usually anywhere you're going, from where you are to the, to where you're going, you have about three airlines to choose from. Usually, if you're lucky, if you're if you're starting from if you're starting from a big from a hub, you know. Even New York to Seattle, we, though, like direct flights is like Delta. Yeah. Delta and Alaska is like direct, the only one. You have yeah. one or two. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. willing to make a, a layover, you have two or three, and. Uh, you just pick most people they just pick unless if you fly a lot you've got a plan or something whatever or the company card you know the company account otherwise you just pick the cheapest flight yeah yeah if you're if you're just paying for you're picking cheapest flight and part of the reason for that too is just that like yeah southwest fucked up and this you know very predictable thing that could have happened did happen and you know they like stranded people for a week uh but in the end all of them are equally miserable like yeah. they're all equally bad to be on. The experience is equally terrible and getting worse by the day. I mean, it's one of those things that for people who don't remember uh, a mere 20, 30 years ago or whatever, uh, airline travel used to be better. <laughs> it used to not be as bad as this. One of the worst things you can engage in, most undignified things you can engage in as a human being in the modern world. And uh, they're all like that across the board. Though, yeah, they're all yeah. being run by the same desire to essentially steal via rents right which is all the fees they charge you as much as possible from the you know airline passenger uh fuck their workforce as hard as fucking possible to get their labor costs down and essentially go about the the actual business of the airline which is calling up banks and credit card companies and selling them miles you know like and you know that it's immiserated everybody essentially but i'm waiting for the new standing tier dude 
the the actual answer to the Southwest thing, like the one thing the federal government, other than just bailing Southwest, uh, that will come out. This is probably further deregulation. <laughs> That's the problem. We gotta get government <laughs> out of the government, way. This yeah, is government's yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, they'll just get rid of Sam Cho's job. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> Which the thing is, is yeah. he'll welcome it. He'll yeah, be, he'll like, be like, yeah, finally, what, what I do. I've like, been liberated. I've only been in charge. What could I well, do? Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, he's just a careerist. Like, what does he think he's gonna yeah. do? Like, clearly, I. I mean. I don't think he has it in him to run for a broader office. Like yeah, this was yeah. his way of like, you know, dipping his toe in electoral politics. I think he's better off uh, doing what the, the real Obama alum path, which is going corporate. Yeah. yeah. Which like yeah. this was probably actually really his plan. <laughs> he'll his get fired for this. It just end up working at Southwest. He'll, he'll, <laughs> end, up work, he'll end up in Alaska. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll, yeah, he'll head of customer relations. He'll, yeah. He'll be. He'll end up working at Alaska. Yeah. yeah, he'll do he'll do one term there. He'll end up working at Alaska. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's nuts. It's, you know, I don't know. Not great. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Well, um, happy New Year, everyone. Hope you enjoyed your yeah. Christmases, your Hanukkahs, uh, and uh, don't forget one, Greg. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, have uh, happy Kwanzaa to uh, all our to all who celebrate out there. Yeah, uh-huh. one one of the only three the three uh, winter holidays that uh, matter in America. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Uh, for our dear listeners, uh, new Ending the Myth coming out Sunday. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Join in the fun. Uh, we have a positive spin on American history about how things are actually getting better every day. Uh, special guest this week, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. We are to tell us about how life expectancy is actually increased. Actually increasing, uh, yeah. Asterisk, not lately. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, historically it does. In China. Yeah. In China. <laughs> <laughs> and I will give a shout out to one piece of uh, positive news. Uh, listeners, put your prayer caps on. You know, join your local sheriff uh, in prayer. Uh, friend of the show, Bren, is competing for her third, count it, third league championship oh this my weekend. goodness it'll be the fifth for our household so uh good luck Brad. wait in what sport like league of legends in, uh no fantasy football come on oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. dude i made it to the super bowl yeah. i made it to the super okay, bowl so also yeah while you're praying with your local sheriff uh put in a prayer in for my wife put a prayer in for munya to finally end the tyranny yes that i uh, was it <laughs> the, the islanders the, the islanders yeah. the pacific islanders have <laughs> had in his league all the guam guys are like freaking just like kicking our ass like every yeah. single year and this is this could be our african year yeah in our fantasy football league <laughs> the tyranny of the pacific islanders over the african di- diaspora yeah yeah has got to end <laughs> and hopefully munya will be able to put it into it this year so uh god willing you know, man uh, you know uh, bless up to <laughs> those two teams. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your football, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, everyone.